Okay, so I'm going to play Transmogrify, uh, and then Veiled Intentions, and then Miraging Metamorph for, uh, let's see, how much is that? That's an 8 plus 4. It's just 12, just 12, and if it pops, uh, I draw a card. Nice. Well, that is almost my entire life total. So I'm going to rip one off the top, rip another one off the top, then I'm going to activate my all-powerful Storm Striders. It looks like you have Mage Master boots I, on now. <laughs> I, I seem to have forgotten my shoes for this battle. I'm, I'm not wearing my shoes in this battle, you wore so your, uh, I will just die. You wore your hippie sandals to a <laughs> magic fight. Wow. What a day. All right. Welcome. What a day it is. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Indeed. Welcome to the reaction step, uh, the sister video podcast to uh, the attack action podcast. I am your today host, Colin, and I'm joined by the other today host, Isaac. Uh, you'll notice we're missing our third head here in a box. Uh, Taylor was having uh, too many technical difficulties to be overcome and he also did not have storm strider boots to give him the extra power that he needed so it's just us here and we are here to talk about the bands insert yeah we could sound effect (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah like a big gong yeah or something that's good i'm gonna Um. put a gong in yeah (laughs) Yeah, we uh, everybody's like, nah, they're not going to announce anything. They're like conservative with their bands, and you know it'll be fine. And we did not plan on having a show, uh, assuming that you know Earth would not shatter. But here we are. Two days ago, it was a monumentous uh, yeah. uh, band hammer, the, as everybody likes to say. The ice and Earth have shattered uh, as the number one and only band in classic constructed was pulse of eisenloft straight up banned not suspended it's gone so that sweet cold foil that i just found and was about to put into my old hymn deck is going somewhere else back in the binder back in the binder as they say yeah so uh this as you said i feel like most people were not thinking there was going to be much of a ban. I know there's always people who want to ban like everything from belittle and minnowism and I don't know any other cards they don't like and think are too powerful. Um, but I feel like very few, um, and only one that I know of called this one, right? I believe a good friend of the show, Zane called the pulse of Eisenloft ban, which, uh, shout out to Zane fucking smart guy. Big uh, shout out. He's so smart. He's fucking called it. Dude. You know, and he, he works really hard too. Uh, it's not just him being super smart. Uh, <laughs> it's all about that growth mindset. Uh, anyways. So, um, yeah, uh, they gave us a bunch of reasons. Uh, you know, old him won a lot of national championships, uh, was one of the big things. And, uh, a couple notes I thought, you know, key quotes, from the banning description. Uh, one is that it isn't about trying to fundamentally reshape the format, 
but it's about nudging it slightly to curb a couple of percentage points off old him's win rates to narrow the small but consistent advantage old him appears to have against most combat based decks okay uh and then the other part of it was like you know talking about how oak and old uh, is a good card and pulse makes it even better and being able to pitch that over and over again is pretty good with old hymns ability uh so my first thought is where is this nudging the the you know format to help shave some win rates off the thing for like every other overpowered hero that we've seen so far <laughs> it's like a very interesting uh case to come out against old him to say that we really needed to like narrow his ability a bit because he was just a bit too strong whereas we've had some you know freight trains running through the meta this past year isaac what are are your initial thoughts uh on this banning and we'll go into the deep end i think that their internal testing probably uh like aligned with nationals results probably right because if Oldham is just having a strong showing, but there's kind of uh, ways for multiple decks to compete better, perhaps, um, or like different angles where you haven't approached. Uh, I don't, I don't think they would have made this ban. Um, but so my initial thought is, uh, I, I kind of like this ban. I'm. <laughs> I'm I'm a fan of many bands in or more rather than fewer bands to keep a format balanced and fun for everybody. Um, I don't like on principle, and we had a nice conversation with Taylor about this right before the show, um, in which I agree with him that kind of tinkering with a format when you don't need to, um, instead of just letting people innovate, is maybe not the best. So I think um, kind of on principle, I don't I don't love the like just very very low-key tinkering um but i do you know i think this targeted ban is like really effective right because pulse is i mean it's a blue it's a d react that blocks for six and it's an incredible enabler of old him's ability right all of those things and it's like the pair to old him's most powerful weapon oakenold so I think that that, in addition to the the other three, is like a bit much, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't see that with any, like the other pulses. They're like very powerful in their lane, but they're also not just like Oakenold's all of a sudden, a, you know, just an easy free uh, charged up Oakenold. So, um, yeah, like I said, while I'm not a huge fan of the the tinkering, I think that this... This is a very intelligent decision that doesn't like derail the deck too much. Yeah, totally. I think you, I think your point on the kind of overall value of Eisenloff versus the other pulses is like, is just like clear cut, you know, it's like, it works with his weapon. It works with his ability. It works with his most powerful card, you know, all the other ones are just kind of like pretty good. Like pulse of old Haven's probably the next best one. Um, because you flip it over with Lexi and you do everything you want to do. And then you're just threatening that extra damage, um, the rest of the time. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's, that's a really great point. I think it is a very interesting band. It seems very like narrowly focused and I think it achieves what they say it 
should and what their intention was of just kind of shaving off a couple percentage points. Um, I still think it's just very interesting that now is the time to do that. I mean, I guess, you know, with Starvo, it was more like they probably just needed to ban Starvo <laughs> then, you know, cause nobody wanted him to stick around longer. And I think with old him, it's not that he ruins the meta. Um, and I don't really feel like any, most people felt that way, um, currently, so I think that's why I was like maybe a little surprising that they went and did this. Um, but yeah, it, I, I think it makes sense. I just, again, I, I, I agree that it is a little bit weird that it is about tinkering and they, they come out and say it, you know, they say, uh, it was to actively manage the format and that we'll talk about that in a second of their philosophy of using the banning and restricted list. And this was one of those, you know, three items they talked about and that was to manage the format and while i get it and i think a lot of people are also talking about whether or not dynasty was delayed and they were hoping it would be out before worlds so that it would be like this big shake up um and like really drive a bunch of innovation and i and i think the innovation note is also interesting because they you know it's like they they keep hinting at how they want players to be more innovative in reaction to what they're doing. Um, but at the same time, they're not allowing innovation to happen in certain ways because of how they're inter, you know, interceding. Um, so, you know, kind of double edged yeah. sword there. I, I think it, it's probably tough, right? Cause I mean, like, like you have to ban stubby hammers, right? Because then it just becomes unfun. But, you know, so are they um, anticipating that if they don't ban polls, then by the time Worlds is like said and done, everybody's going to be complaining about old him and it'll be oppressive and unfun. So are they anticipating that and trying to curb it ahead of time? Which in that, you know, in that case, maybe, maybe the right call. But you you did bring up a good point earlier how they did not touch any of the other heroes. And, you know, personally, I think uh, Eastlander is quite good, but I think she's very beatable and I don't really have an issue with that deck um, unless they found some interaction that we overlooked. I do think that Phi is really strong. Um, and I was talking to Zane and some other people recently about, I mean... You could argue that Phi is really the best deck, right? Like, say it has, like, a 50-50 into old him, you know? But then, like, what else, you know, what else beats that deck? It, so, to me, it's, like, the uh, potential for a problem deck is, you know, and it may not play out this way, but could be more Phi than old him. So, to see old him, like, knock down just a, a slight notch and Phi completely untouched even, you know, despite its huge, um, you know, growth in popularity and um, optimization lately mm -hmm. uh, kind of surprises me. So, like I said, I was worried about that, like, going into Worlds and, you know, then they knock down old him a peg. Eastlander doesn't have a great Phi matchup, to be honest. And, um, you know, it just seems like Phi just only got stronger. So... I don't know. What, what do you think? Do you share my concerns or is this a little bit, am I overanalyzing things? 
I mean, yeah, I think I think Phi is one of the best decks and might now be the best deck. Um, but also I think it could have already been positioned to overtake Old Him with a little bit more time and tinkering. You know, it's like Old Him's been out longer, so people have been kind of playing that deck um, and learning it. Uh, for a longer period of time so you know they've figured out some things and they've kind of maneuvered it into this really interesting position um you know obviously prism hitting living legend uh allowed him to <laughs> even be around really um but yeah it, it is interesting i mean and and it's hard because like you know they show this table of like who won nationals and there's only two five wins um so, you know, their data shows, like, this story. But I think the story that most people experience throughout their armories, throughout the, like, middle rung of the these tournaments is that they're getting beat down by a lot of fives as well. You know, it's like he's just as big of a problem. Um, and so just taking this band to old him really, you know opens up that potential that Phi just is even better. And, uh, but maybe it's not, maybe, maybe it's just a small enough change that, you know, it really just makes the ability to hit Oak and Old that much harder, um, and less consistent and also, you know, requires Old him to probably tank a bit more damage to get those turns off. Whereas before they could kind of block up and then, you know, hold two cards in hand and have one, you know, Okanold and Arsenal and still do this like huge attack that will, you know, ruin the next turn for the other player. So, um, I don't really know. We'll, we'll have to see, uh, we'll, we'll definitely see next month what, what happens and how people react to this. I'm curious what will happen locally in my, uh, you know, armory. There's definitely a couple old him players, uh, I, I mean, I was thinking about playing old him, and now I'm not so sure about that. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, I do think, uh, just like a quick side note, I thought it was interesting they did point out that like 10 different heroes won at least one national championship. I think that's pretty cool. Um, also pretty telling and kind of like in a, in a weird way disproves their point that they needed to do this since... Uh, you know, it's like, well, 10 out of 16 heroes won a national championship, so maybe it's just fine, and it's okay. Like, remember the crew meta where we just played the same thing for, like, six to eight months, and we still had a good time? Uh, we were still figuring things out, and people were pushing in different directions. It was like, you know, I, I think they kind of undervalue the potential... And I think people's like need for new stuff um, can really overshadow the fact that this game has depth and there's a lot of room to explore if we're given the time and opportunity. But, you know, they kind of forced they, you know, they're manipulating it directly. So uh, who's to say what it would be without that? Um, but now all we have is what they've done. So we have to like react to it. Um so that's yeah. what this step's all about. <laughs> exactly. Well, I so I think it could be both, right? Like 
because noting how many different heroes won all those nationals really speaks to the health of the meta and that so many heroes are like viable competitively and strong, especially with a good pilot. Um, but I think that some of the larger, more competitive tournaments, I mean, no offense to smaller tournaments, it's just, you know, harder to win a much larger tournament, um, coupled with their, you know, internal testing, like I said, probably agreeing with the, the trend that, you know, old him and some other decks are like pretty powerful and not oppressive yet, but, you know, merited addressing, um, you know, I think that those two two points can like coexist. Like the meta is very, very healthy. A lot of things are playable, but there, you know, there is a trend we're seeing, and you know, a, a couple things might get a little bit, a little oppressive, or maybe don't have enough weaknesses. You know. Yeah. Now, luckily, this meta will last exactly one month, so uh, we'll. If we're stuck here, it's not for very long. Uh, uh, as I like have another tangent, I really hope one day that they reveal like their testing decks because I'd love to see what they think this game is because I feel like sometimes we play a different game than the testers do. And I think that in like a good and bad way, like I, I'm sure they have a uh, uh, intimate knowledge that, you know, is beyond what we have. Uh, but I, I am just very curious to to understand that and maybe one day we'll get like a uh, a historical reenactment of what testing decks look like um but uh, look- uh that's a great point because they could do it retroactively you know like yeah they right? could like, release their crew crew meta testing decks exactly like afterwards they could release them for now that's really interesting or like when a hero hits living legend they're like this is how we played it and you're like man like we missed the mark you know um uh, yeah, so kind of talking about their approach internally, uh, I thought an interesting bit of this article was talking about their philosophy in banning and restricted in the classic constructed. Um, I think this uh, note applies to all of it, but it was in the section. Um, they said they have a threefold approach. Uh, one is to kind of combat degenerate card interactions or card inter- interactions that cause negative play experiences. Uh, the other is they they messed up, which I appreciate the just honesty of that answer. And then the third, which we just already talked about, was actively managing the format. Um, so it's nice to have this like lined out in a way. And I'm you know I'm sure in the future there might be other reasons they do stuff, um, but even for now, it's like we have this understanding. And you know, kudos to LSS for you know if not releasing these articles at a time when we're like, you know, expecting them or like, you know, you know, never giving us a time to expect them other than a date, but then it's unsure, unclear what date they're talking about um, because they live in the future. But, uh, you know, they are, they do tell us a lot. You know, I feel like the fact they even say that we messed up is like head and above, like better than most other games, which I have zero experience in. Um, but, but to me, I assume most people don't admit that they, they mess up like this. So I, I do appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I thought it was interesting that they chose to clarify why they, uh, you know, make these bands. Um, 
just because I guess that in the past people have always been like, well, you said you do things for this reason or only this way or whatever. And so they just laid it out really clear in the announcement, which I guess is good. Um, because I would have definitely thought like, this is, this is weird tinkering, but then they just announced like, we're just going to shape the meta how we see fit. We're just going to, like tinker, I said, man. I don't, I don't get it. Like how is Phi not the best then, but you know, I, I'm missing something, I guess. And they want us to, move past this roadblock that I seem to be envisioning. Yeah. Um, alongside this statement, they did say that their goal is to provide the most enjoyable version of fab possible. And they're always listening to feedback and welcome input regarding this approach to ban and suspended decisions. So Isaac, do you have any feedback for LSS on how they approach ban and restricted decisions? Uh, no, I thought that, their approach this time around was excellent. Nice. My only feedback is way too. See, I really love the mid-range game and like incremental exchanges and calculations and like a long game where you go, you know, toe to toe with your opponent. Um, I don't like overpowered fatigue or hyper aggro where you just like never have to block once and just play out all your cards. Um, but I don't think we're, uh, you know, that, I think that's a big ask. So I won't expect that to go back to the, the mid-range meta anytime soon. But they're listening. So, you know, if you're listening, we like mid-range. It's, it's okay. If there, can, there should be space for both extremes and the middle. Um, and maybe not just decks that can mostly fatigue and then kind of mid-range. Um, but. I mean, they kind of did it like watching old him versus Phi is kind of, well, I guess it's not, never mind. It's not mid range on the Phi side, just kind of the old him side. Yeah, only, really only kind of, never mind. Only kind of on the old him yeah. side. It's mostly like, okay, well, then <clears throat> we'll just play control. Um, cool. All right. So, and, and possibly an even bigger mix up, not mix up, shake up of, the other format, we're going to dip into Blitz, where they just started banning everything. Um, <clears throat> this this one was wild. Uh, we have multiple bannings, a suspension, and a re-legalization of another card all in one go. Um, based off what data, I don't really understand because there hasn't been that much <laughs> Blitz going on officially. But I guess, you know, <clears throat> again, they are actively shaping the format and we have a big uh you know blitz event coming up in the final rounds of the swiss at world so this is their approach we have banned blood sheet skeleta which consequent consequentially has unbanned sonata arcanics or i guess it was suspended so now it's legal so you can now play that card because it's kind of pointless uh, we've banned Mask of the Pouncing Link and we have suspended Storm Striders until the next banned and suspended announcement which did they say when that's going to be November 9th right after World so just long enough to mess everybody's testing up until now and now they have to react to that so uh, 
one interesting thing is all the bands and suspensions are equipment, which makes sense. It seems like that's one of the biggest problems in Blitz, to be honest. Yeah, as we saw in the past, cards like like Heart and Cross Strap, right? We just get two free resources is like insanely impactful. Um, yeah, I mean, just starting with Skeleta, right? Like that card is just problematic because it like it just introduces ways to like break the resource curve of the game or something, mm-hmm. which was fine when it came out, but as the game continues on down the road and there's like more cards and bigger, it's just like maybe will always be problematic, right? So initially they banned Sonata, but now they were finding that the Vexing Quill Hand Skeleta combo was like also too powerful just because of the the like insane cost reduction for like no investment, especially with Quill Hand. You don't have to do anything at all and you just get a whole a lot of free resources. Mm-hmm. But it's just like overblown in Blitz. Um so I you know, I agree with that. Like put Sonata back in, like that card is very, very good, but not like busted. And Skeleta is just, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I think will always be an issue unless they try to design the game around it, which is, you know, not where you want to be. Yeah. I don't know. Any thoughts? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, the, their note was like it was too efficient. And the thing that really, you know, caught my and some other people's eye was that it was too efficient with rune chant creators that exist and those that are yet to come. Um, so I feel like Dynasty might have some spicy rune chant stuff. Um, but yeah, it seems like as an equipment that not only blocks for three potentially, but also generates so many resources that directly translate into damage, um, it's it's pretty busted in both formats, you know. Um, it, was, it was fine back when, you know, Viscerai had trouble going very wide and doing much damage um that was like too crazy but with the addition of a couple cards that have go again on them funnily enough we just it's totally bonkers um so yeah makes sense it's yeah i don't know uh i i do think and we'll talk about it more um into their reasoning behind all this but yeah it seems you know the equipment has the potential in blitz to have such a big effect on the game because you just start with it so it gives you an immediate advantage so um yeah and pretty much same thing for mask the pouncing links it was just like this card lets you just grab more damage and do more damage for free and that's that kind of sucks yeah it's like five to seven or more damage yeah which is like this helmet reads deal five to seven damage in a format where you have 20 life is just like too good yeah uh absolutely that makes a lot of sense uh it is you know unfortunate for these two like majestic pieces of equipment you know in a format that kind of is still somewhat presented as like a beginner friendly format even though i think more and more people are not aligned with that definition um to remove these majestic pieces of equipment that are a bit easier to get for newer players is kind of rough um but you know honestly i think uh either 
iron weave is like an amazing piece of common equipment and there is some really great common equipment that can get you uh going in this format but um you know we'll just have to deal with the fact that bits blitz bits blitz bits is kind of busted yeah uh yeah ether iron weave is kind of insane it's really really good yeah it's good enough you know Dude, you don't got like have to have Skeleta. <laughs> battle worn but and it gives you two resources like it's almost as yeah. busted as skeleton in some respects <laughs> but uh yeah that's funny yeah. cool all right so let's just get into it this one this is the one that hurt a lot and just know. open this wound back up Got storm striders are suspended until the next band and suspended announcement. All right, so this is what they said they said there is no opportunity cost to having no cards left in hand to defend yourself when storm striders killed the opponent at instant speed. And my reaction is, What the fuck? This is literally what the card in Kano is designed to do. <laughs> like, you can't cite uh, you're just defining what the card is like it's that's what it is for because kano can't really win any other way so why are you doing this but they're doing it and we know why it's because of icelander it's not kano's fault uh kano is not the problem icelander is just that much better and can use uh storm striders pretty efficiently the funny thing though on that note before I pass it back to you for your, uh, uh, you know, grief, uh, on the, on the banning or suspension. Um, I feel like Icelander doesn't use it to win the game. They like use it or maybe this is more in CC, but I feel like they use it more just to like steal tempo and like push through damage. And then they just kind of like keep doing, you know, disruption and, fair damage through the rest of the the game till you die but anyways all right storm striders isaac tell me about your um, to, so to you mean my bare feet your bare feet um where so to respond feet? to like <laughs> to lss's statement it's like storm striders aren't really like free like the best you can do is like a scalding rain from arsenal maybe for a blue Right, for five damage. It's not like you just take an extra turn for free. Everything is ex extremely expensive. And you also start with five less life. Well, everybody already knows these things. But I, I didn't quite understand that reasoning exactly. Like the setup is uh, quite a lot when you're at, at low life. Um, yeah, and uh, I think, at least in my experience with Eastlander and Blitz, the Storm Striders were pretty critical to winning the game. Um, you either like kill them or get them so low that you can like quickly kill them afterwards because without them, um, without that factor in there, it's like you can get kind of run over by like, like I said, like Fi or, you know, even Briar or something. Like you can get pretty run over if you don't factor in that, um, you know, that extra, extra little oomph. Um, I do agree that, um, Islander was very strong in the format and perhaps too powerful based on their internal testing. So I definitely think that, 
they, uh, you know, they probably had to do something about her, but I, uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty biased, um, about this. I personally spent like maybe the last month or maybe, maybe only like two weeks, um, play testing and, um, I guess like kind of casually playing and play testing just to get myself familiar with the blitz format and with those two heroes, uh, my, you know, favorite heroes being Eastlander and Kano because even approaching the ban and restricted announcement, I was like, I enjoy these heroes a lot. And there's literally like one card between them that could ruin both decks. So I was like, well, even if they nerf Eastlander, you know, like something happens, it's like my, my playing won't, you know, all be for naught. So, uh, anyway, that really, uh, really screwed me up. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I feel for you, uh, as a OG Kano player, just, it, it's not there. The opportunity cost of trying to kill someone on their turn is that if you don't do it, you are dead. Like that's, that's the opportunity cost. You were trading the fact that sometimes you might not have everything you need to do what you need to do to get that damage through. Uh, and you know, and sometimes it, it is, it's just straight up like, you know, you got them low enough and if they do anything, you can, you can push enough damage. And that's doesn't bother me because that seems very wizardy. Um, it's just very thematic. It makes a lot of sense. The class has always made sense to me that way. And, you know, similarly, people, it doesn't, or I guess dissimilarly, people think the opposite. It's just, it makes no sense. And instants are bad and yada, yada, yada. But <clears throat> it's rough. Um, I, I do think their statement that their internal testing leads them to believe that they're both uh, viable and strong heroes uh, is kind of just a bunch of steam because I feel like everyone else is just going to jump from these heroes because they don't have enough time to, uh, you know, innovate these, this deck that they were already getting comfortable with and now have to like kind of change their approach, you know, maybe even entirely. I don't know <clears throat> how much, how much difference it is really, you know, but I, your options aren't great in that slot. I guess you have, what is it, Time Skippers and Mage Master Boots. And, yeah, Time Skippers doesn't make any sense, actually. That's stupid. I shouldn't even say that. Uh, There's also the Wizard Common Boots, but that uses your action point. Man, what, are but, the, what boots? I don't even remember what boots those are. They, uh, it's action, gain three resources. So you can do it on your turn and get one free Kano, but then you no longer have an action point. I thought that was the robe. But oh, that is the robe. It's the robe of rapture. Dang, there are no other boots. Yeah, I don't know if there's any yep. other boots. My bad. Yeah, it's all good. No, uh, exactly. Like, what are we? What are we gonna do? We're gonna just stop playing Kano and just play like Chain or Fi or something. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm fully aware that I could be wrong here, but like. Imagining those, or Kano especially, still as like S or even A tier, is just like a hard pill to swallow. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I don't believe LSS. And I, like I said, I'm fully aware I like maybe probably am wrong, but it's just like, I don't know. In my experience playing games, Kino only, you only kill somebody like turn zero if they like misplay or play poorly. The ability to uh, kill somebody with Kano like turn zero with them playing intelligently and bringing null rune and like holding a couple resources back while threatening quite a lot uh, is like like one in a hundred or so. It's like not very easy. It's instead it's kind of this game of like you're just trying not to die the whole time and you're trying to manufacture a point where you can like save two cards to attack their hand and then attack their hand again on their turn. Mm -hmm. Right. But there's like many ways that players can play around this. And with the introduction of Oasis respite and like the prevalence of guardians and stuff, it it's really, uh, I don't know. It's just not that simple. Like, like I said, you don't kill someone turn zero when they have like, Bellvoid equipment or like, you know, play correctly, mm. you know, like when you're, when you're facing like a snatch for seven, go again or something, it's not just like, Oh, I'm Kano. I'll just kill you now. It's mm. like, no, I'm probably going to die. I have to play hyper intelligently and might still probably still die, you know? Yeah. Sorry. That was a bit of a rant, but it's just like, I don't oh, know. Man. Let it I, I just, I, yeah. well, I feel like, so I, I'm a bit bitter about this because uh, having been a Lexi player for quite a long time, I kind of felt like I went through kind of the same thing, whereas a whole like half of Lexi was essentially nerfed or made like not unplayable, but, you know, not not very good for like the sins of Briar in the ball lightning ban. Specifically because there's just not that many lightning cards. So then to ban like the best one from a whole Alexi archetype sucked. Yeah. It sucked. And I still like sometimes go to try to make a deck and I'm like, this sucks, stupid Briar, <laughs> you know? But they obviously like LSS is obviously just addressing the competitive play above, you know, like I guess other people's preferences on any other level, right? Because they essentially like, nerfed Kano completely out of blitz yeah. for the sins of Easlander. Yeah. Or that's what we're all assuming. And, you know, that's what it seems. But it's just like Kano was not running rampant, winning events left and right, being oppressive in the meta. Right? Like people had him in the middle on their tier list. His like conversion rate was like a lot lower than, you know, um other powerful heroes. Mm -hmm. And like he was fun and we liked to play him. And it was it was like I said, pretty challenging sometimes. Oh, yeah. So especially with spell void. So like if it was just for Easlander, it's like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> you know, you just like erase Kano as a side thing to, you know, Easlander being a bit too powerful, you know, like don't allow channel like frigid or so. I don't know. Sorry. I was going to try not to be too negative, but nah, here I fine. am. I, Sorry, Colin, take it away. <laughs> I I think you have all the right to feel your feelings right now. Um, it's rough. They they suspended Snapback and Stir the Ether Winds, which are like huge cards for Kano. And while I see, again, it's like 
their problems mostly because of Icelander. I think, you know, Stir and uh, either Wildfire and, you know, Snapback have potential for turn zero that is maybe, you know, a non-game every now and then. So I kind of see that, but it's just like, with those three things, like with that plus Storm Striders now, like Kano's really just kind of done. Um, you're already at such a deficit with 15 life equipment that does not block for the most part. And the fact that you are trying to play on your opponent's turn every now and then, um, you know, probably a lot less these, these days that, it, it there is a cost to doing it so to say that there is no cost to try to do it is like dumb i think because they had to play a good game up to that point to get them to the point where they could finish the game and that's one of their win conditions so like what is what is his win condition now just to like try to do it on their turn and you've got guardians with like what is it imposing visage and oasis respite and they can just you know not take any damage and you're like cool i took a bunch of damage to try to like win the game and they just like negated all of it and then they're just gonna like kill me with a hammer every time so here's what happens now so you attack them on your turn strip a blue you deal two damage now on their turn they sledge you so they have one card in hand two floating and our threatening six have two floating to block an arsenal or a pummel or an extra card to pitch to block some more. If you're trying to go off, which I don't know how you do You can't even put snapback in arsenal. So, you know, I don't know. You're just trying to rip it off the top really hot and heavy, I guess. But. I can't even play snapback. And I, and I meant steadfast, not imposing visage. That's the uh, oh, yeah. guardian instant that just blocks all cool arcane damage with a stupid shield i don't know if they're running that in uh in blitz but oasis respite in addition to all of the blues is and you know before it's like you try to catch them with you know one too many reds or like i said attack their hand in two full cycles but it's just like you know then you rip a blue off the top or you draw kind of poorly and meanwhile you're just getting like sledge pummeled the whole time it's just not it just wasn't like kano was mopping the floor with people that's that's the part i don't really yeah it's interesting that they and i don't know if this is good or bad but like they're always just like it seems like they'll never just ban or suspend a card for a certain hero it's always just across the board which you know has these unintended side effects of nerfing the other heroes that could use those cards so you know if it's unintended they might be nerfing kano as well that's true i mean they did say they were um you know intentionally doing that so i guess that is uh that is fine um but uh yeah i don't know it's it's a sad day for Kano for sure. <clears throat> uh, I know he's a divisive hero, so some people just don't care. Um, but you know, we, we got a nice soft spot for me over here at the attack action podcast. So we will, uh, be sad about that, but 
who knows? Maybe there is some interesting stuff. If people do come out with some cool builds, that will be exciting. If everyone just abandons him for better decks that are more consistent right now, then that'll probably lead them to unsuspend Stormstriders after Worlds because it seems like they're really just manipulating the format right now. Which, again, they did say that's what they're doing. Um, so, their, again, their philosophy <clears throat> on ban and restricted for Blitz uh, is basically the same, but a much more liberal approach in Blitz. Um, and this is because they don't want to limit the design space for Classic Instructed to accommodate the explosiveness of the Blitz format, which... I think it makes sense. I mean, it, I think we were all in agreement after Fab 2.0 came out that that's the only way to really rein in this format. It's just hard when they're doing it. Like, they seem to always do it, like, right before an event. And it's like, cool, we now have four weeks to respond to this. It'd be nice if, like, you know, there's, like, a little bit more heads up. But, you know, they, they really believe in us, which I guess, you know, that's a nice thing. <laughs> Um, and then they said that generally their approach right now is looking, you know, <clears throat> both at the current cards, new cards, and then past cards, uh, kind of all, you know, with an eye of scrutiny um, and asking whether or not the presence of the card is making for a better game, um, which I think is fair. You know, it's a fair thing to say, and it's hard to look at a card and say this this is what's wrong and i feel like not many people were saying oh storm striders is what's wrong with the uh, you know the blitz format right now i think there's probably other things that are even more painful when you're playing icelander and she's just ruining your turn every turn um but yeah again, and i mean to that point right like they let viscerai living legend you know, and he was killing people turn zero every game. Not every game. A bit yeah. of an exaggeration. Turn zero or one or whatever. You know what I mean? It was just like... That's what I don't get, right? Like, is Kano is just, like, middle tier, fairly strong and a good pilot. I don't I don't get it. Sorry, yeah. I keep going. No, I mean, I, I, you got a point. I think, you know, we can look at what they've done historically um, as precedent, but we could also look at it as they are looking, they are also looking back and trying to learn from their mistakes, which they have admitted that they have made mistakes. So, you know, <clears throat> we know that they don't think that they're infallible. Um, but, you know, it's, let's put, like, I just brought up the Living Legend. Icelander's already like halfway to Living Legend since she came out. Kano is just like a hair above her, uh, and he's been out much, much longer in Blitz. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, she's obviously very strong and was probably rocketing there, but again, it, when they make these choices and why they make these choices and when something's too powerful and needs to be stopped and when other things need to like be allowed to, you know, see out their, the rest of their kind of time in the format seems pretty inconsistent overall. Um, and I guess that's just that's just where we're at. They're just going to do what they want, and they're going to mess with the format, and we're going to sit here and take it and be excited about the next set either way. Yeah. So. 
I guess I just and like again, I'm just cranky that my the one hero I liked in this format got banned. But your hero didn't get banned. <laughs> you know, just and once again, from a bias standpoint, um, I just never had that like in Blitz when like if a Kano beat me, I never had that like this hero's totally busted. It should be banned. You know, because you can play to make Kano's life really difficult. And, you know, you can have good games. Like, to me, there's a lot of cards, which, granted, are not equipment, so are maybe less powerful. But, like, in my opinion, getting, like, Phi Art of Ward off the table is, like, it always felt worse than, like, you know, if Kano pulled it out. Yeah. Right? Because, like, again, Kano can't kill you turn zero. Or, you know, 99 out of 100 times can't kill you turn zero. Um, you know, if you, uh, if you like play intelligently in that game and, you know, there's like, you know, art of war, revel, plunder run, pulverize turn zero heaved in there. You know, it's just like, there's, there's plenty of cards that make for like a really shitty play experience, um, that I would argue is more so than, um, Kano playing, but yeah. Um, I, I, we are definitely biased because when Kano is going against me and they start doing stuff, I'm just like, "Ooh, man, what are you gonna do? I'm rooting yeah. for you. Come on, can you G- get there? Give can it to you me. get there?" And then they just they don't. You're like, "Oh, well, I guess I kill you now." I'm sorry, <laughs> but that's fair. That's it is exciting. I've always found it exciting. I think some of the most exciting games I've ever played in Fab have been Wizard games. Um, just because there's so much back and forth, there's so much like resolving of, you know, the damage and reaction, you know, I mean, not reactions, but you know, the priority passing and just like, it's just wild. And you're just, everyone's sitting there going like, whose turn is it? It's like, I don't even know anymore, but like, I'm going to do this on top of your thing. And then they do this and you're just like, oh dude, I should have waited. Cause I would have killed you, but now you've killed me and that was sweet. Um, but we're just built yeah, different, totally. you know, I, I do have one lot. La- yeah. I love like, well, I'm just not going to let that e-pot resolve, you know, kill you first. Yeah. But, um, I do have one last, um, legitimate. Well, all of my arguments have been legitimate, but this one, um, especially so. Yeah. I do have a really legitimate fear. I think that so now what's to stop guardians, especially old him from just filling their decks with D reacts. Right. And then being, because if you have a deck full of D reacts and a healthy amount of blues and obviously still null rune slots are free in blitz, but, and then you just have winter's whale or a nothos, you know, pepper in a couple reds, like pulverize and disable or, um, you know, whatever you, you get my drift here oh, is yeah. it's like that to me seems like, uh, the best deck in the format, but you know, I don't know, maybe Phi overcomes that. It just seems like before, if you put too many sinks and fates and everything under the sun in your deck, then you're weak to wizard. So it kind of like, uh, balanced everything out. But now it's like, what, what's going to do that? Just play KO, man. Be a legend. <laughs> Win worlds on KO, and you'll you'll literally never die. 
in the hearts <laughs> of flesh and blood players. I'm taking a bad CC hero in this format, so we'll probably not make it to Blitz, but I'm going to figure out when I'm playing Blitz. Should I get there? It's going to be um, going to have a good time, though. All right, so shit, yeah. the last thing on this band, I mean, well, they go into UPF, but I don't know. I've, I've played it once. York is banned. Okay, that makes sense. He seems like a PvE character. You're like, here, mix yeah. everybody's cards together. That's going to piss everybody off. <laughs> uh, sounds like they yeah. let it happen once. How to, how to not get invited back to yeah. Ultimate Pit Fighter Night. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and something that they probably should have done a long time ago was banning young heroes in Classic Constructed and adult heroes in Blitz. It's, yeah, I always thought that was a weird rule. You know, so, like, it was funny. Wins. Like, shout out to, you know, homie who played Prism at, like, Nationals in Australia or New Zealand or something and, like, did, won some rounds. Um, and uh, one guy on our Portland stream who uh, played KO in a classic constructed battle heart and is just like, hell yeah, dude, you are a legend, as I said. So nothing really surprising there. All right, so here's the thing. This errata bulletin is so long, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> Fine by me. I think Rune Chance now pop yeah. on well, there's no more Spectre hardly, but Rune Chance now pop on weapon and attack swings no matter what, I think. Yep. And uh several other clarifications to rules, but no change to card text. A lot of it is more for rules uh geeks, you know. Yeah. I mean, there is some change to card text. It's honestly confusing uh, how many things are changed. And, like, they don't show you the old card. So it's hard to know what was changed unless you go grab the card. So I don't know. Um, It looks like they kind of made fractal replication worse, which sucks because I've been rocking that in my my Talishar Dromai deck. They watched Get Good Scrub and uh, then had to nerf it. And they're like, dude, this guy's playing this card? No way. You're on to something. You know? If you're getting close, they had to nerf it ahead of you. It was like one time I finally got to play. What did I do? I was like miraging Metamorph and then, oh no, it was like Spears of Cerility, miraging Metamorph. Then I snap back, Snapdragon's. And then I played Fractal, so it's coming in for seven with Go again because of Spheres of Serility. And I was just like, this is the best. This is the best right here. I'm living the absolute dream of, you know, illusionist bullshit. Um, and then I was playing on Talishar, and it didn't give me the right values for my... Go again from the snaps. Yeah, part. it yeah. did. Like it, something was wrong. Or maybe that one worked. There was another one where it didn't work. Maybe it was Transmogrify, and it didn't give me that, but... Either way, it's a fun card when it works. Otherwise, it's just <laughs> you're dead in your hand. But yeah, a bunch of other stuff. Mostly just clarification, making things work the way you would think they work, um, which is good. Uh, and, you know, all the rune blades are going to have to figure out how to hold on to the rune chance, which, as you said, there's not much spectra anymore. And so it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, that's... That's that. Check that out. We'll put links in there. You've already all read this and heard like 14 other podcasts talk about it. But, you know, this is the reaction step. We're giving it to you live and raw in a recording that we then slightly edit and upload later. But, you know, one take. That's all we get. 
And uh, shout out to Taylor, who couldn't be here today, who had many feelings, and I think we didn't mention half of them. <laughs> so apologies, but I'm sure he'll tell you about it. Just ask him. You see him at Worlds? He's got a big mustache, bigger than mine, and that's probably Taylor, maybe. I feel like there's a lot of mustaches in Fab. <laughs> I also, I apologize to LSS if I am wrong about the Wizards still being really strong. Hey, they said they're open to feedback, so it didn't say your feedback had to be right or good. Uh, I try to keep it mostly positive and objective, but this was yeah. this fucked up, man. Come yeah. on. You know, shout, shout out to LSS. We know you're not watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. Well, that that's been the reaction step. Uh, I will say that uh, coming this month, October twenty second, we are having so calling three down here in Los Angeles. Actually, to be more specific, in Pasadena, California, um, over there at Odyssey Games. Um, I'll put a link in the description if you're in the area. You want to come join? We got a one k prize pool myself and the uh, inimitable uh, Blake Meyer will be commentating yet again. I hope our trophy is even smaller than it was last time because it was remarkably small. <laughs> Either that or I hope it's comically large. It's got to go one way or the other, but um, that should be really great. Kind of last chance for people to do a kind of bigger tournament before Worlds um, with a lot of great players in the Southern California area so check that out it'll be on arcane games and events stream um i'll also put a link to that below as well and isaac anything else before we wrap it up nope i think that's it i look forward to tuning in for the so calling hell yeah and um, seeing you at worlds dude that's gonna be fun i'm uh i'm so glad i don't have to play in worlds because i think i might be terrified at this point <laughs> Uh, but I'll be at the calling. We'll be hanging out. I'm going to get Federico to sign everything I possibly can and uh, hopefully not spend too much money, but who am I kidding? He'll be Just run up with an armful of, of things. All the Federico, Federico, I love you. Day one, you're going to be like in the field, just like playing games and me and Taylor are just going to be like, Federico, will you please sign my stuff? And he'll be like, sure, give me like $50. And I'm like, here you go. Thank you for the opportunity to pay you to give me your signature. <laughs> Federico, can you come to my car? I have some more stuff I'd like you to sign. <laughs> okay. You, will you be my friend on Facebook? Uh, <laughs> no, it's going to be great. I'm really excited to be with all the battle bros in person and uh you know we'll be there we'll have some cool stuff to actually give out which we'll maybe talk about later um but yeah um would love to see and chat with any of you at worlds um but if you come to so calling i will be there and i'll be very accessible except don't walk into the stream while we're streaming it's it's weird to do that so anyways uh that's it from us goodbye night no.